I chose this. I did this three hours of it to um, rock me Amadeus. Amadeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. director's cut. We both watched the director's cut, I think. We did. We went all in that yeah. for the extra 20 minutes. Right, okay. Milos Foreman was the Yeah, we director. caught one of his earlier in the year. That's right. One Flew. And he, he'd done this as well. I think it was his last film. Was it? Or, or coming up to it. Yeah, I think he was right, okay. of an age then. And it's... Well, let's just say it's highly acclaimed. It is okay. highly acclaimed. An Oscar winner. Big Oscar winner. I think it did eight nominations and four wins something like that right okay and i think we were shown some of this at school that's all i'd seen of it i don't think we said didn't watch the three hour full whack at school and that's all i've seen so i've cut this was kind of like for the first time for me oh really yeah Yeah, okay so i'd seen this years ago and really enjoyed it and wanted to revisit it and that's where I, i come through and this isn't a a film full of biographical facts about Mozart, really. This is very much is a, it, is, an interpretation. Is, of, I, I assumed, I didn't really look it up, but that his whole personality in this was a fabrication. I, I believe so. Right. I, I think he was a bit of a wild child yeah. and obviously incredibly gifted and knew his value yeah. to some some way. But yeah, this was all played with hollywood license really well it's also i think I, i've not watched the movie but from from what i've seen just in the description it says that it's viewed through the eyes of like it's through the eyes of this other guy Salieri. Right? yes okay. yeah that's right yeah so the film is it's got a brilliant cast you got the rufus is it from bill and ted's excellent adventure M- mozart no Ru- it's got a really strange name who mozart the actor that plays tom, tom hulse Tom Hulse, was it? Yeah. There you go. What a strange name. <laughs> um, no, obviously it wasn't somebody somebody else I, I got it mixed up with, because that's not too weird. Um, but he he was fantastic as as Mozart, but you've got Saleri, who's played by F. Murray Abram. F. Murray Abram, yeah. Yep. Well, he, it starts off with him. Well, it starts off actually with a guy that we've seen a couple of times, and we always comment on his appearance. It's maybe a bit unfair, but it's Vincent Schiavelli, all I would say is that he has a kind of look that's very distinctive, and he they hear a commotion and they run upstairs. Him and this other guy, and they've got they've got some food and a kind of candelabra because that's is that period. Yeah, and they're trying to get into Salieri's room, and they're banging the door and they're like, "If you don't come out, we're going to eat all this food." And they but they can't get in, and then they hear. A, a thud or a noise and maybe a scream that's right yeah and they go into the they have to like basically knock the door down or kick the door in and uh, he's slit his own throat right okay and that's the start of the film and then we cut we go into and i think actually he's admitted there to either killing or causing the death of mozart he's well he, he's he yeah in his mind he has killed mozart and he's then tried to kill himself, but they've taken him off to a psychiatric ward. And yeah, we so now Milos Forman back in old psych ward territory. He must, it, it must have is, a thing for them. Yeah, exactly. So we got to see some old man Dick in this scene. It, it oh, looked nice. pretty much the same ward actually as one. It did flu. actually, yeah, a big long sort of corridor. And straight away here, I was thinking this is like an epic because it's it everything is going on. It's just lots of people like the cast of and extras. There's just 
fucking hundreds of people and and it kind of carries on like that throughout. it's just fucking epic it's really right it must i was just thinking like logistically the costumes the rooms yeah the, the it's the, the right, settings amazing and well salieri had become convinced that mozart must be having god speak through him it must be a gift from heaven so he's really curious as to who this who who he would be could i just spot him does do they give away these talents just by looking at them alone? So he goes to one of these parties, these gatherings, and Mozart's going to be there. And he's he's looking around, looking at all these young gentlemen, thinking which one it is. And somebody's running through the crowd after a girl. And then he sees a load of food go through and he thinks, right, it's the food. Obviously, you know, they're bringing that to the main person. So he follows it and he gets caught in a room where a young guy and a young girl. Like, fairly buxom. like right well-proportioned lady and yeah, she's giggling and they're frolicking away. Yeah. And, and and playing and he's pulling her by the leg and they're on the floor and laughing and she's saying oh no, you know and he's hidden then behind the the couch and then he realizes this young lad that they're playing his music and we find out oh it's mozart um right. and he rush rushes through and Soleri can't believe it he you know he's expecting an angel and he gets this kind of it's a bit of a lout yeah it's just, it's just there for a good time but he goes and does this performance and it's in front of little, emperor joseph II. yeah there's a lot of emperors and royalty and dukes and and, and he's a real hard nose like it just doesn't look like he's having any enjoyment even though he's got this position he he's kind of sits there in his throne and people come up and just kiss his ring lol and he's got the, you know this this court and he's got all these players doing different things and and mozart's there to perform but really he's not that arsed and he chastises him for being late and Mozart's like well you can fuck off like, yeah, but he I'm, says I'm you can man. fire me then and he goes no no i'll be keeping you on don't worry yeah. and mozart is obviously in debt to him or, or promised him to be in his service for so long but eventually he does get away and goes to to Vienna and 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 starts trying to get a, another job in the court. Well, it's Prince Archbishop of Salzburg, isn't it, that right. summons him through, and he's got this. He's kind of a bit of a drip, not like the the emperor dude. This guy's a bit more. He's in charge, but really it's the guys behind him pulling the strings, and he's like a bit of a, a puppet. Really, there's a kind of religious element to it because at the start we didn't mention it but Salieri he's always wanted to be a composer and his father didn't want that for him so his father's prayed so if you can at least make him good then I'll be I'll be decent and honorable and whatever so Salieri's all into that and he believes that God must be punishing him by having given this talent to this guy who thinks he's just like an idiot right but is capable of this unbelievable genius when it comes to music but is a complete like dickhead and he keeps doing this laugh throughout the film and it start it start to fucking great on me this like immature giggle that he does like a lot a high-pitched nervous yeah so it's a uh, it's an artistic choice for him to have this and it just like makes him seem like preposterous but at the same time like an unbelievable genius you know 
Yeah, he's obviously Saleri is is just insanely jealous now, and he he's trying to find ways in which to sabotage him, but still doesn't give it away. He's a backstabber. He he's trying to play it both ways, and he's recounting this story to a priest who's come to hear a confession of some sort, and he's saying, you know, if you killed somebody, then you need to tell him. So this is this story cuts back every now and again yeah. to him being sat in this psychiatric ward hospital talking to okay and he's got a piano at one stage as he's introducing himself to this priest and he's playing a couple of tunes and he's ever heard that i used to be one of the most famous you know vienna's court composers you've ever heard of and he'd play a little tune and he goes no he'd play another little tune and go no and then he played another little tune but it was one of mozart's pieces go oh yes i'd heard of that and he goes yeah you know <laughs> so he just these little things kept on, on winding him up and he's still seething even today as he's telling the story of how really at one point he becomes a real bastard because he knows that mozart is well, yeah we need to is, set the money. stage there because yeah. it's all very very everyone's quite financially motivated and even though you might make something that's absolutely brilliant artistically, if you're not bringing in the dough, people will still look down their nose at you. And so Mozart's father appears and he stood on the stairs when he arrives in this completely black outfit, like cape, hood, almost like a mask. And it looks like a fucking demon waiting for him on the stairs. And his actual like personality is not far off, really. And he's constantly like putting him down and where's your maid and what's your wife doing? She doesn't do anything. And where, you know, you've got no money. And I heard you're in debt. And like constantly putting him down and in this world the way to make money is to take on pupils but mozart he's not bothered about that it's all about writing operas writing concertos and that sort of thing he's not he doesn't want to waste his time like teaching some kid how to play the piano this is not what he's about so he's under pressure like that and then when his well his father they, they go out one night and he wears this costume again it's all black but he does have this mask on it's like what do you call those dudes where everyone wears a mask yeah carnival the plague, like the plague masks you know yeah. those kind yeah. of big beaks that, that come around the front there's a special name like ibis almost um and he's got one smiling and one sort of frowning face okay. as he turns his head different masks and he after that, he's taken ill and he does die. And Salieri then uses him, his image, to try and convince Mozart that he's come back from the dead and he's commanding Mozart to do different things, okay. uh, exploiting him in that but, way. And he commands him to to write a death requiem, like a, an opera on, on death. And he knows that his mental state at the moment, his father's just died. He's really down on his luck with money and things. He's boozing, he, he's boozing yeah. a lot. He's out partying. He's in debt. All these kind of things. This is just the last thing he needs, but that's why he's, why he's doing it. Okay. And he, he's also, and I think it, it happened previous to this, that Mozart gets married because yes, because he, he gets married. It's the same girl. He was with her right from, yeah. from this first scene that we see them frolicking. They do get married and he does stay with her. He stays but he is with probably putting it about a little bit as well. <laughs> and yeah, well, she she's at one point really desperate for money and she's worried that he isn't working to, to make any money. It's not that he isn't working, but he just doesn't want to show his work out. He just wants somebody to give him the job. He doesn't expect to stand in a line. But she takes the work to Cilleri and, and shows him and says, look, and he goes, he can't believe it. You know, it's, there's no, there's no amends or anything. There's no crossing out for mistakes. It's just perfect. It's all in his head. It's these original 
first draft. But then he does his really underhanded move and he goes, you want me to put this in front of the emperor? You want me to get you a job? Come to my place tonight, just you. And she's like, I'm married. And he goes, hmm, that's the price. Anyway, she goes. And as she's undressing herself and you, she takes off her top and, and everything. And she's Unbelievable down, scenes. She's, she's down to like her, her knickers. He rings the bell for the servants to come in and they all come in looking at her and he goes, take this woman away from me. And it, it's a real kind of, I could have had you, but throwing you away kind of moment, a power play. Right. Uh, and she can't do anything, of course, because she can't go back to her husband yeah. and say that happened. And when she get, does get home, she's just crying, upset and saying how much she loves him and everything. But it's uh, that's how desperate their times were at the moment, how short they were of money. And then fast forward, he's writing this death requiem for Soleri, who's in disguise. Yeah, he's... He's also he's his planted. mental state and his color is running out of his face. Yeah, he's, he's looking just white, like lying in bed pale. and sweating and looking like shit. But uh, the, and Salieri's planted a maid in there, in their house, and anonymously he's paying for it all just so she can spy. And she says, "No, he's working like night and day because he, he's, oh, he's just fucking like sitting around doing fuck all." But it's like no, he just works. Like he just gets up and he works on the music and that's it. But he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> just like sits there and he's very uncompromising about his vision so there's another opera that he writes oh god what was it called a don, don giovanni one right right yeah. okay which <clears throat> the 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 guys in charge the prince archbishop of salzburg and their court the courtesan said no that's like immoral and it's caused a load of fucking trouble in france we can't have it and he begs and pleads them and he says we've got one section that's just 20 minutes of continuous music and singing if you ever you've never had anything like it and they kind of green light it and then some of the guys behind the scenes to start ripping pages out Mozart's just like you can't fucking do that to my work yeah he's he's all about the work as you imagine there's a lot of obviously poetic license in in the dialogue and how he's approaching these different situations but the music is absolutely just huge it's, it's bigger than that it's, it's, it's large. massive yeah. yeah it's you know all his best kind of ballads and those plays and the operas and he can write in german he can write in italian french whatever you want he's he's got the ability to write music into it and everybody all the other musicians i mean he's I don't know. I mean, you think of it now before the internet and before all these, you know, any kind of modern communication, people knew about Mozart. It's just because word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. Salieri does another dirty on him. He, he kind of plays, he has Mozart's performance done, put out there, but he only gets nine nights of performing it and then yeah. Salieri performs another one which he knows is going to be a crowd pleaser and like usurps Mozart and, and it's called the best up. opera of the year by everybody else but Mozart knows that you know he he did something really special there but it, it got thrown out because politics because they didn't want him there because he wasn't the right guy and because a lot of jealousy with Salieri as well you know, there's there's so much genius and jealousy and talent all the way through. His health just continues to deteriorate, doesn't it? And then during one performance, he actually collapses, and he, you can tell he's not he's not got much left in him, really. Yeah, on on the hard booze, and he has a, a huge kind of opera where his father is playing death 
as it were, coming from him. And Soleri understands this and he's got such admiration for him. But at the same time, he just wants to see him fail because he's so jealous. Yeah. And yeah, he, he ultimately kind of just works himself into a he collapses. It kind of dies from, just from yeah. exhaustion he, in the he, end. He collapses down. They take him back to Soleri's place and he's... Snuffs it. it. Yeah, yeah, he just okay. doesn't come round. And he's taken, basically, uh, despite all his work and all his genius, he's just taken out of the city and just dumped in a mass grave. I think they chuck a little lime on top no, of it. That's right. Like, yeah. Something out of the fucking war. It's hideous. And just they just drive off and fucking leave him in a ditch. And then it cuts back to Salieri and he admits all this to Vogler, I think the, the, priest, the is. priest is. And he's shocked and he's like, I'm not going to fucking absolve you of your guilt. Like you're a fucking piece of shit, basically. <laughs> and that's kind of the end. Okay. Um, we watched the director's cut, which had an extra 20 minutes in. I don't know where that 20 minutes Which were. is a blessing or a curse, depending on whether you enjoy the film or not well i did enjoy it probably not as much as i remember having enjoyed it but i'm i'm pleased i I watched it again i mean it was a fantastic story the director's cut with that extra 20 is probably more than you need for Mm, me okay but yeah what was your feelings would you it's it is epic and you're looking at it the way it looks the costumes you know the production is fucking absolutely insane i just didn't care for it particularly it's far too fucking long it's a lot of scenes in the same place so you'll and then you'll get mozart standing in front of the things waving his hands and looking like a fucking goofball because he's like off his tits and it, it just I, I found it quite repetitive and whilst i did enjoy the music in it if it could have just fucking had it like yeah. 90 minutes yeah. it would have been a lot better it, it, it but not a lot better it just would have worked better for me a director's cut that made it shorter would have probably I think the only one that's ever been shorter is Blade Runner is the only ever director's cut that's shorter. Wow. Okay. But yeah, like massive, massive success in terms of like it made a load of money. It was like a sweep the Oscars. The cast looks good. I was just looking at it and the cast looks good. And, and most of it's like really irritating in it. Him, he is fucking annoying. I would imagine that most of these people, there's a few that I've obviously never heard of, but I would imagine the ones kind of towards the, 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 the end of the not necessarily Vincent Scavelli, but all the other ones are probably just actual singers or opera singers or you know actual talented people that yeah there will be Simon Callow's in there you'd recognize him yes yeah uh, a few other people knocking about Jeffrey Jones I've seen him before Cynthia Nixon I've seen her before his performance was almost like oh, young Frankenstein she, she was the maid oh now I didn't recognize her but now you say it yeah Sex in the City Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I have. But I know a couple of people who auditioned for the role of Mozart. Yeah. Tim Curry. Oh, right. Okay. And Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. That would have been something. Okay. Well, yeah, he played it a little bit like a Young Frankenstein or something. It was very mm. offbeat. Not what you, know, you imagine when you think of that person and that music. No, not at all. I'd like to think he was a little bit mad like yeah. that, but I, I'm not sure quite as I say, how historically accurate it was. But I enjoyed it. It's one of those Sunday afternoon yeah, raining. That's the appropriate um, time. That's the time. Do you want an award place. stat? Yeah, go on. It's one of only four productions to win both the Tony Award for Best Play and the Best Picture Oscar. The other three are My Fair Lady, The Sound of Music, and A Man for All Seasons. Well, your sex tape. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I would say strong recommend. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs>